0: Welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I am your number one sports boy, D, and I'm here with the number two sports boy, Al. That is an extremely accurate way to describe <laughs> me. Two sports
1: boys. Number two sports boy. <laughs> Actually, you could remove the sports. Number two, boy.
0: And I think it would still be pretty accurate. Or just number two. (laughs) not boy. Uh, As you know, probably around the time that we release this, a big sports event has happened. Yeah. Should it happen? No, absolutely not. Because a man almost died. Yep. So maybe we shouldn't play that sport in that manner anymore. But hey, America, still going to happen. Money's on the line, baby. (laughs) A lot of money. A lot of money. So we are going to um, not celebrate, but I would say Kraust Yeah. The worst of the worst, which is Super Bowl. Oh, I can't say it. No, Super Bowl ads. I can say Super Bowl ads. Yeah, yeah. I just can't say Super Bowl.
1: We got to denigrate these guys.
0: (laughs) So um, Al and I are both, we've chosen Mm -hmm. two Super Bowl commercials. And we're going to tell you about them. We sure are. are. You ready? Yeah. Get on your helmet. Okay. Get your little egg. Uh-huh. Ho- hoist it. Uh-huh. Okay, but I do have to say the aesthetic of like the old 1950s, like leather helmet. Oh, it's
1: very good.
0: Sports boy. It's camp. It is camp. And I love when they wear the uh shoulder pads. Yeah. And then the little the little halter not halter top. What is it called?
1: One the little these? oh the crop top. The
0: little crop top. Yeah. A football crop top. Extremely good. <clears throat> We are made for this. (laughs) Okay, you ready? Yes. Oh, by the way, this is going to be really horny.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm listening. So uh,
0: not safe for work, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Susan Block grew up in a conservative Jewish household outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. She was an incredibly smart and ambitious young woman. She was president of the city's Model UN Club. She became editor in chief of her student newspaper, and she went to Yale, where she graduated magna cum laude in theater studies. You know, theater you know, studies like you do. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can't do that. I'm no. not. I'm not clown enough. I did come loud. Last <laughs> did night. you? Yeah. Oh, well. Constantly. I just. Uh, I just got
1: a, a bachelor's. So. Oh.
0: No, I meant, oh, you know, yeah. the sexual way You didn't graduate last night No <laughs> Well <laughs> Folks, we're rusty <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> She continued her education in theater But also began to extend out into the studies of sexuality oh, and philosophy Excited Can you imagine melding those two? Sexual p- philosophy Putting those two in a sandwich Well, it's like when you
1: um, you're in Plato's cave, but you just get nasty in there <laughs>
0: Plato's cave is really a vagina. (laughs) The
1: shadows on the wall, that was a dick.
0: (laughs) We're back, baby. (laughs) While performing as a mime in New England, hell yeah, uh, she wrote and then published her first book, Advertising for Love. Block studies and research forecast a sexual revolution in newspapers' personal ads, something that was just beginning to thrive in the landscape. Huh. So it's the like seeking man seeking man and that's Craigslist misconnections kind of situation. And that's been around forever. Yeah. I did a um, at Uvic. I did a sexuality class, and I did a paper on like the original sex advertisements. They were very good. Like, in the olden, oh, olden, olden days. Oh. But now, in the 90s and the 80s, they were really,
1: really pumping it in. I remember, like, enjoying reading that part of the newspaper as a kid.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It's very taboo. Ooh. Romantic. Ooh. I liked in um, in Vancouver, we had the Georgia Strait. Yeah. I liked when they used to have, um, what's the, missed connections. Yeah. And I always searched. I'm like, nah, it was never in there. I'm not a connection <laughs> worth making. <laughs> <laughs> you. Buffon in a coffee shop. <laughs> me,
1: queer, funny little guy on the bus. <laughs> saw ya,
0: <laughs> saw ya. Let's uh, let's make it happen. <laughs> the same year her book came out, Block began to host her first radio talk show, Radio Match. Oh, From, what <laughs> is there a cat behind me? Otherwise, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> your head was right up behind yours. I thought, oh God, okay, here she comes. Uh, we're recording in our, uh, our second producer. What's? Yeah. The our, one? uh, as our production Associate- assistant. Production <laughs> and, uh, the cat is here, Tico the cat. Uh, and she's decided she loves me because I, you know, don't want a lot to do with her. <laughs> and I guess that's how cats are. So she's on my lap and I will prevent, oh, no, she's going on Al's lap. And she's going she's to. She's looking for a jump On the, the table. Okay, no, no, we're gone. <laughs> So this, uh, this you know we might there might be some. This has been your play by play of our Super Bowl, <laughs> the Tico Bowl. The cat's going down the going down the inside, she deeks. No, oh, that's hockey. Okay, now this is very cute because it's like Al and I are holding hands, but is the cat's front legs are on <laughs> their lap and the fr- cat's back legs are on ours are on mine. And okay, this is how it's gonna be. <laughs> oh, she's purring. Miss, we are recording a podcast. (laughs) We're going to cut all this out. (laughs) We're not. Susan Block, she started her radio show mm-hmm. in Glendale, California, where people calling in would be matched up with one another live on air. <gasps> a
1: nightmare. Oh, wow. And this is very TCGS to me. What's that? The Chris Guthrie oh, oh, Show. Did yeah. they do
0: that? Well, they did a lot of stuff like that. Where they mashed up, they mashed maybe. It was on
1: the vibe. It was like a public access show. That was the vibe.
0: I don't know if I want to be mashed with anyone who called into that show. No,
1: <laughs> certainly not.
0: <laughs> I, I know. do know
1: many successful relationships that have come out of fancy yeah. Uh, show, but which, it's and not I love for and me. cherish each one of them.
0: <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> In the late 80s, she started some of her first 900 and 976 telephone paid dating advice and <gasps> fantasy lines. Oh my god. You know those? Yeah. This is when they started to get really popular. The with the ads on the TV. Yeah, that's right. Sexual. Sexual. <laughs> Se- <laughs> Sorry, she's like, just staring right at my crotch. Um sexual ads And around this time, actually, uh, Susan Block got her doctorate. Oh. I don't know what it's in, but she's now known as Dr. Dr. Susie. Dr. Dr. Block. Dr. Block. Or she actually calls herself Dr. Susie. Oh. Dr. Block's radio show began to evolve away from dating and into a talk show about sex, politics, and culture. This is sounding familiar to me. Mm, Yeah, you probably know Dr. Susie. Yeah. Uh, This is also when she began to contribute short stories to big-name erotic anthologies. (gasps) Sick! Hell yes! Yes. When the Gulf War was officially launched in the beginning of the 90s, Here we go, folks. Dr. Susan Block found herself wanting to pair her staunch anti-war politics with the knowledge about sexuality that she's built over the years. What came out of this odd pairing was a 1990 audio cassette series called Desert Susan. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's (laughs) incredible. Now, Desert Susan, it's available on her website, Dr. Susie's website. Uh, The link is in my sources. It is very sexual. (laughs) But this is something when I was researching, I was researching when I was teaching in school. Not while I was actively teaching. (laughs) When my kids were doing something and I was, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have this Website all open. <laughs> it's all audio porn. What
1: I love about this mm-hmm. is that there is a real sort of trend, or not trend, but a a lot of the sort of cis white women that are writing erotica these days yeah. will s- write stories where the romance hero yeah. is a bad man. Historically,
0: yeah, 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 uh,
1: like a Confederate soldier or oh. a Nazi. Or, what? Yeah, they exist.
0: Why would you want that? I don't know. How do you get your rocks off to that?
1: I don't know. Ugh. But it's like, she could change him. And it's very bad. It's very bad. So I really like that she's bringing anti-war politics to her erotica.
0: Yeah, it's, um. well, I'll tell you about Desert Susan. Please do. I gotta know. <laughs> Along with her partner, Maximilian Lob kelwitz oh. and National Private Radio WBSFM, Dr. Susan Block crafted and created an erotic anti-war audio program. More than a thousand free cassette tapes were sent to the troops of Desert (sighs) Shield, Desert Storm, and Desert Fox during the first and second American invasions of Iraq.
1: Just over there cranking it to anti-war propaganda. Buddy!
0: Like, (laughs) it is incredible. Quote, Desert Susan's sultry voice penetrates the horrors of war writes Pulitzer Prize winning columnist <laughs> Mike Rocco of the Chicago Tribune who reviewed these oh in, the, in the 90s. She comforts, inspires, and counsels the troops and generals on their long lonely mission, bringing them a hot little piece of American pie with a lot of cool whipped cream. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> oh honey, if you're jizzing in the desert, it ain't cool whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot and curdled melted. Oh. <laughs> The tapes were extremely well received, of course. Of course, veterans who came back reached out to let Dr. Susie or Block to know just how much Desert Susan meant to them, wow. saying that the messages of peace and love helped get them through difficult times. "Quote: I feel like the troops were not to blame for this, and they must feel horny," says Block. <laughs> That's why they're over there doing all that gay sex. <laughs> now known as Dr. Susie, in an interview with Boston Public Radio, w, uh, WBUR. So I made these tapes that were, are erotic, Desert Susan 1 and 2. I was trying to impart to them that they don't have to be killing machines. They're human beings. Mm. They are beautiful sexual creatures, and they should shoot the gun that's between their <gasps> legs. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Susie. Dr. Susie. I love it. Bringing des- oh, by the way, uh, I did listen to these, um, uh-huh. and I loved being called a soldier boy. Oh, no. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Friends, <laughs> it's good. It worked for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Peace and love, baby. <laughs> Uh, Bringing Desert Susan into the ear of American troops during the Iraq war was one of the first instances of mass-produced erotic audio. Oh. Instead of watching porn through videos or images, or if you're a cishet man, a variety of facial gifts on redgift.com. Desert Susan's verbal eroticism would be what did it for these troops. The tone of Dr. Susie's voice on these tapes, how Dr. Susie spoke in a soft, sultry whisper, also may be, the first mass produced instance of an internet phenomenon that popularized the 2010s mm. and made people feel what some describe as a brain orgasm. Oh, we're going there. Yeah, the soft, the soft voice, the soft voice, the crinkle tinkle. Oh boy, <laughs> like my soap. Yeah, Al, this is inspired by your soap. Oh. This is when you showed me your soap. What was it? We talked about that last episode? When you showed me the soap, it it was inspired me to do this ad. I love that. Yes. Jennifer Allen had a problem. While studying or just to relax, she'd put on videos of space on YouTube, Mm -hmm. like many of us do. Yeah, You know that, you know what gets me the -hmm. space? It's the Enterprise background sounds. You know that when you watch Enterprise and they're just cruising through space? yeah. Did you just say ooh? I said woo. Yeah, that's exactly. Woo. <laughs> I'm not a Trekkie.
1: No. I can't watch anything involving space. Oh no. Um, Cuz I it makes me <laughs> it makes me spiral into a <laughs> existentially? A, yeah, sort of an existential oh, dread situation boy. about like, how small I am yeah. and the world is so Absolutely. big. And...
0: It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a
1: cultural revolution or anything. Yeah, I'm work I'm working on it. You're working up to it.
0: <laughs> While listening she sometimes felt an odd sensation. A traveling tingling that ran its way up her neck and around her scalp in a wave. Alan loved this feeling, but wasn't so sure what it was or what caused it. She would Google her symptoms like anyone. Yeah. uh, Every few years, but it wasn't until 2009 when she got a hit. I love this because this is what everyone does. Yeah. If you have something wrong with your body, you Google it. You're Googling. And then you're like, is this normal? Is this something I should be concerned about? It's like where I where where trans men get their pimples. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you and I were talking oh about this. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> the skeins gland is serious.
0: <laughs> is this cancer or is it just a pimple down there? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on steadyhealth.com, a post titled Weird Sensation Feels Good was posted on a message board. A word? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm gonna click on it. The OP reads, quote, I get this sensation sometimes. There's no real trigger for it. It just happens randomly. It's been happening since I was a kid and I'm 21 now. Some examples of what it seems has caused it to happen before are as a child while watching a puppet show and when I was being read a story to. As a teenager, when a classmate did me a favor and when a friend drew on the palm of my hand with markers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it happens for no reason at all. The post goes on to describe the sensation as a silvery sparkle inside the head or a quote, a feeling like goosebumps in the scalp that fade in and out, waves of heightened intensity. Have you ever felt that? You do you get this? I don't get it from like ASMR stuff. No, I don't either. But I get it if I'm reading
1: something gay. <gasps> uh-huh. i get it if i'm reading like a gay romance or like at the part where it's like they they're finally gonna kiss then yeah I it's get like it.
0: hackles get up yeah i get it i don't know i do i have experienced it but i don't know what the triggers are Ooh. i should really pay attention because i do recognize it i feel it's like um you know how when dogs like get their their hand their hair gets yeah, straight up yeah. i feel like that's what happens i think that is
1: like it feels like
0: that. It's yeah. like your hackles are up and then your the hairs stand on end like you get goosebumps,
1: right? Yeah. Ugh, I
0: gotta figure out it what... It is
1: like a brain orgasm, yeah. It is
0: like a brain orgasm. Other posters confirmed that this feeling was something they had experienced as well. Many people agree that the sensation was euphoric. Quote, Aside from an actual orgasm, it's probably the most enjoyable sensation possible, wrote one user. Within their thread, the posters began to discuss their triggers... Ranging from watching someone fill out a form to seeing Bob Ross paint landscapes. Oh, yeah. Bob Ross, I understand. Yeah, I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. that too. Filling out a form. Oh, the Excel. Oh. <laughs> you like an Excel sheet. I like watching people write. Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I like it when um, people like draw or write and the ink is wet and it yeah, dries. Mm. That's really good. I love it. I love it. The post was so popular, it spawned a part two, where posters revealed and collected all the accidental triggers they found. A video of someone lockpicking a padlock. Someone brushing their hair. The seven years in Tibet scene when Brad Pitt is being measured up for a suit. Tico is sneezing back there. Yeah, she sure is. She's just going at it. (laughs) I'm going to have to wipe that up in a sec. Oh my god. Friends? The post was so popular, it spawned a part two. Where the posters revealed and collected all the accidental triggers they found. A video of someone lockpicking a padlock, which would be, I would be into. Someone brushing their hair. Uh, The seven years in Tibet scene where Brad Pitt is being measured up for a suit. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The second post brought up some concerns to the forefront. Was something wrong with their nervous system? Were they sick? Or more concernly, were they perverts? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Could be. Hey. You could like this and also be a pervert. That's true. It's two separate things. Jennifer Allen was in the middle of these posts and in a very 2010 move, decided that they should start up a Facebook group where people could talk about these strange sensations. But first they needed a name. Quote, autonomous was my way of saying it seems to be a very individualistic and in some cases actually controlled by the person. Allen explained in an interview with Rolling Stone. Then I wanted to signify something that indicated a peak of an experience because it was very intense climatic experience. And I didn't want to say the word climax. Because that's, that's, you know, perverts. Autonomous (laughs) climax. So I sat there for a while looking at the thesaurus suggestions. And finally, I saw meridian. And I was like, that's kind of perfect because meridian kind of speaks to the concept of Chinese meridians or energy meridians. Okay. um, Sure. Okay. Sensory was of the senses, and then it was a very sensory sort of experience, and then response, meaning it was a response to something. So that's how I came up with it. I guess I thought it was meridian because it was like one meridian of your body, like your nervous system. Yeah, Yeah, I also thought that. Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right before – it was 2010, so. Truly. Right before the Facebook group was built up, YouTube's very first whispering video was posted – The audio only clip is just barely two minutes long and features a woman with a British accent whispering. The creator called Whispering Life said she was inspired by reality TV. Wow. I was watching YouTube and I came across a Big Brother 8 video where they were whispering to each other. (gasps) Oh. And a few people said in the comments, oh gosh, that's so relaxing. I went on and searched for more whispering and there was nothing more out there. So why not make my own? I don't get it. Why do Big Brother people whisper? Um, Well, the thing
1: about Big Brother is that they have the cameras on them all the time. Yeah. So sometimes, like, you can go online, you can watch the feeds even when the show's not on.
0: Oh, so they're whispering because they don't necessarily want (laughs) people to... (laughs) (laughs) Now, friends, we... We did cut out a lot of it, but the, but the cat did have a sneezing fit outside, and so Al brought them inside. I didn't
1: bring her inside. And now she's going to she continue to sneeze. She came inside. I'm not going to keep her outside, because that is more disruptive.
0: <laughs> well, so I'm just explaining. If your little cat hacks and sneezes, it is happening right behind us, and there's no there's no way to cut it out. <laughs> By the end of 2010, Jennifer Allen's ASMR Research and Support Facebook group had more than 100 members. This is odd. I guess it's just the Googling thing, right? Yeah. You're like, I have this thing. Am I dying? Do other people have it too? Yeah. More whispering videos began to pop up on YouTube, including Maria Gentle Whispering, a (sighs) Russian woman in her early 20s who is now widely known as the Grand Dame of ASMR. What? Have you... Okay, have you... Listen to any of these. No, whispering, whispering doesn't videos. do it for me. No, it doesn't do it. The soap does it for you. <laughs> yeah. Soap does it for you. Yeah. Uh huh. I tried to watch them. It makes me kind of feel like a pervert. The whispering? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like even the soap
1: stuff doesn't really give me an ASMR response. Oh, okay. It just chill- it feels good. It, it chills me out. It feels, feels- Visual. I think there is a difference between like the actual ASMR response they're talking about with the tingling and mm-hmm. something that just is satisfying to watch.
0: Yeah, because I guess satisfying to watch is different than audio. Yeah, purely like getting
1: a physical reaction to it.
0: I think my mistake was I listened to Alla Desert Susan, and (laughs) she has a very like ASMR voice. Yeah, and it's purely audio. And then I watched some YouTube videos of whispering and it's just like a lady or like someone's lips. Yeah. And it just kind of like, oh, we're too close. We're too close. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not sexual. ASMR is not sexual. And I'm like, but it is. I feel like it is. Yeah. It, it isn't. Is. It isn't me. I know it isn't. Yeah. I know it isn't. But to me, it felt like I'm close to this person who's whispering in my ear. Oh, that.
1: Yeah. To be that close to someone's lips. I mean, when you're us, like <laughs> when you're as hair trigger as we are. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe, Maybe like, that's oh. it. <laughs> oh,
0: someone's breathing on me. <laughs> Someone touched me. Oh. <laughs> Her m- most popular video, which is now 10 years old, has 24 million views. Wow, That's a niche. As ASMR grew in popularity, the one thing they wanted to distinguish is that it is not sexual. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the original Steady Health thread had instances of people describing ASMR as a head orgasm, but those posts were quickly followed by a 12-page defense of how it wasn't, in fact, sexual. They're very... They vary. They don't want people to think it's sexual.
1: They don't want people to think
0: they're perverts. Yeah, they don't want... It. Look. It's okay to be a pervert. It's okay to be a pervert. It's it's fine. It's actually fine. It's good. And, you know, sometimes people label you a pervert because of what you, who you love or what gender you are. And, um... Yeah, you can be trans and also a pervert. That's okay. <laughs> you can be cis
1: and a pervert. <laughs> you can
0: be, a hey, perverts, man. As long as you're not hurting anyone or <laughs> like doing anything, you know, not great. You can just be a pervert on your own, doing whatever you want. The internet has made it so easy. <laughs> to be a pervert. Oh, God. Bless the internet. <laughs> Bless. Quote, you're coming in very close to camera and it's very quiet and calm and slow, writes ASMR creator Whispers Reds. In a Rolling Stone interview, every facial expression shows, and you're so close up. When we see that in regular media that we've grown up with, it's usually in a sexual way. Mm. So it looks strange from that perspective. I think that's it. That's that that's makes absolutely sense. yeah. It. Like anytime you see
1: like Rocky Horror and oh
0: yeah, yeah yeah things
1: that do feature like close up on lips, and the lips are always like bright red lipstick. Yeah, and they're sexualized. they do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm and then the the gender gap in asmr videos it's usually a lot of women yeah um and again maybe that's we just sexualize women's voices and femme voices uh because of media and because of porn and whatever so maybe that's the feeling um asmr was something that was kept in the internet shadows in the internet closet huh the people who seek it out (laughs) knew exactly where to look and the people who didn't understand it easily overlooked the phenomenon but On February 3rd, 2019, a commercial brought ASMR to the world. And by the world, we mean, of course, the Super Bowl. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. (laughs) Oh, no. A beer I didn't know existed because it sounds like something made in a random beard name generator or a red tube title. Yeah. Hired Zoe Kravitz and placed her in a tropical locale with a set of binaural. Is that it? Binaural microphones? Yeah, binaural. And made magic happen. Wow. Dr. Richard from the website ASMR University, which is a great website, it's in my sources, was hired as a consultant oh, for Michelob. Wow. Quote, these individuals truly wanted to understand ASMR and represent it appropriately in the commercial, and I think they did a fantastic well, job. Well, that's nice. Yeah. The ASMR community also approved of the ad. Some relieved that it was becoming more of a popular culture phenomenon. Quote, I'm so happy more people are hearing about it, says ASMR creator Gibby ASMR in an interview with the Chicago Tribune. It has been very positive, just considering how weird it can seem to some people. A lot of people have misconceptions about it, but the more we're talking about it, the more it's understood. It used to take me forever to explain to someone what I do, and now they're like, oh, that's that relaxing thing, right? People have started understanding what it is, so I think it's great that it's going mainstream. I couldn't imagine, like people saying like well what's your job well i whisper on on youtube (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now only if we could bring desert susan's sultry anti-war whispers to the mainstream as well i think it's time to put the
1: erotica back in asmr
0: so one of the sources i have Uh about desert susan uh, and they interview the um boston public radio oh yeah there's a podcast and it's a podcast bit about and it starts with Dr. Susie and Desert Susan, but they go into like audio auto erotica oh. and like the history history of auto erotica. And that sounds it's fascinating. Used. It's really good. It's in my sources. I would really recommend you listening. Yeah, to it. I'm definitely going to. Um, because it's it inspired this podcast. Well, Absolutely, hell yeah. Uh, are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm are excited. you ready? Show me this Michelob Ultra yeah. Gold. If you want, folks, put on frokes? your head, frogs, frogs, frog folks. Put on your headphones, get all cozy, close your eyes, and you can find this ad in our sources. Listen along. Listening along with us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I say one wrong thing.
1: We'll return after these messages. Let's all experience something together
0: this place so pure you can feel it
1: this pure
0: Go. a lot of vibes I think I got it a little bit you, you just you went ooh but it was kind of like it was kind of like almost there yeah you know when you're you know doing it you're like and almost. you're like I'm almost there and it just kind of like peters out Yeah, that is the worst when you're like forcing it a little yeah, bit yeah yeah that's yeah yeah that's what I just got mm. or it could just be I'm sweaty yeah <laughs> Because it is very hot in here. And you know when you sweat for the first time yeah. and you kind of feel your pores opening up? Maybe that's what happens. I've never felt that in my life. Really?
1: Yeah.
0: When you just, like, break into a sweat.
1: I've never felt my pores open up. Well,
0: like, sweat. Your pores, like, sweat.
1: Yeah, like... they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, how about, like, a cold sweat? Have you ever felt that Oh, absolutely. Sweat? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's okay, I mean. okay,
1: okay. That's what I mean. Uh,
0: why don't you describe what you saw? <laughs> I would love to. Uh,
1: we are in a uh, tropical... Sort of place. Yeah. We got big forests. We got big waterfalls. Big waterfall. Big waterfall. We got some waves crashing on the rocks. Yeah. Some birds, I think. They Maybe. Birds? I they they sounded birds. like
0: birds. Maybe it's
1: just audio birds. Yeah. It um, is all audio, baby. And then the greatest audio bird of them all. <laughs> Oops. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> oh, Zoe Kravitz. Is seated at a table. What a babe. Yeah. What a babe. Um, she looks just smug the whole time. Yeah. Uh, She's got a microphone on her left. Microphone on her right. She's doing it. She's alternating which one she's speaking into. Yeah. And they're panning that audio like nobody's fucking business. Hell yeah. (laughs) And then she says some stuff about the purity of the land that I didn't like very much. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Some real colonial themes in this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> organic Michelob
1: light is so pure. Yeah. Like this land.
0: I don't know This land that. is so
1: pure and untouched.
0: Uh, mm.
1: And nobody lived here before we got here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and then also the, the beer, beer, the beer is pure.
0: It looked like piss. It did
1: look like straight piss.
0: Did to I, be honest. did I, I had a lot of, I have a lot of piss stories for you. Oh. Uh, they've happened to me recently, Exciting. but I've had to, um, I think I mentioned this before. Uh, I've had to give a pee sample recently, yeah. and uh, uh, I like to compare my piss to all the other samples to feel superior that my piss is the clearest, Oh. like the best hydrated. Couldn't be me. No. <laughs> I'm never hydrated. No. I was, mine was like, mine was more water than piss. It was great. That's
1: incredible. It was like, it
0: looked like lemon Kool-Aid. <laughs> I hate to hear it. <laughs> I was on vitamin B, so it was electric, so. <laughs> Anyway, that's my piss story. Well, congrats. My piss Do you was, want a trophy? I would love one. <laughs> my piss was clearer than... I'm more pure than Michelob light. <laughs> hey.
1: I mean, because they, they just kind of... You drink it and then you put it back in the bottle. You
0: you 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 drink it and you <laughs> put it in the bottle and that's how Michelob Ultra is made. <laughs> Gross. Yuck. Yuck. Uh, yuck. Nice. Hey. Uh, Anything else? Would you think this was good ASMR?
1: Uh, Not for me. Well, not
0: for you, but like just Uh, in general. But I mean,
1: it seemed fine. Yeah. Seemed fine. I don't know.
0: It had the clinky, the nail clinky.
1: Yeah, she did do the nail clinky on the bottle.
0: The bottle, she rotated it on the table. That was pretty good. Yeah. We just do that. Hey, we do that accidentally while we podcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And people are into it. hope you enjoyed your cat sneeze ASMR. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: It was all part of our plan. Oh, uh, g- gross! The boogers was just anyway. Listen. She has a problem. I understand. Okay, it's twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three, and uh, and guess what? The big bowl is coming up.
1: Even though it shouldn't be by all right. it shouldn't be at all. No, uh, yeah, pretty bad stuff actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's twenty twenty three, and is. I mean, I guess we need a new Michelob Ultra Light Gold piss commercial.
0: <laughs> he was simply must. <laughs>
1: Well, I think you just hear the sound of a beautiful waterfall, right? And then you okay. hear it hit the bottom of a glass bottle. Ding.
0: <laughs> you hear two jackasses wheezing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we, we go. Shh, 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 shh. Keep going, but.
1: We go we
0: to. Close to the microphone.
1: We, we go to the waterfall. <laughs> It's very nice, it's not untouched.
0: Oh, it's been touched?
1: It's been touched. <laughs> there are some culturally modified trees in the background. Like a pine. So that you know that people lived here already yeah. before you came here to shoot your commercial. Uh, and Some nicely
0: trimmed hedges. You're
1: really inconveniencing them by being here and you've not paid them at all for the use of their land. So you can see their faces, they're very disappointed. They seem upset. <laughs> T- wait
0: <laughs> Sorry, I had to add
1: some tinkles. And they're all kind of just staring at you as you piss in this bottle.
0: Zoe <laughs> so Kravis or us?
1: Um I think it's I think instead of Zoe sh- 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 instead of Zoe Kravis. <laughs> I'm bad at this. It's like sort of like a hunky dude. Oh yeah. 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 Um, like a hunky, um, just and he's a hunky just got dude. his tip right up to the <laughs> opening of the bottle. It's going right in.
0: Wait, hold on. I can, hold on. Give me your cup. Oh, no. No, give
1: me your cup. And then they have to do another take because the stream was so intermittent. And they really wanted it smooth like Michelob Ultra Gold. (laughs) And then he says, wow, it's so organic because it came out of my body. And all the people that live there are like, this fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> Zoom out the faces. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I think that's what. OK, ASMR over. Um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, that was good. I think that got someone's rocks off. Look, ASMR doesn't have to be pervasive, like a pervert pervasive, but like
1: ours was. Ours was. Yeah. <laughs> you knew we went right. We <laughs> were right in for that pissed stuff.
0: Yeah, I did just, you know, t- tear down my pants and piss in a cup for y'all. Hope you enjoyed that. Right in front of Al. I'm going to lie, I did not enjoy it. And <laughs> it was some backsplash. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, thank you. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, have something less nasty? I have for something. Me? Do you want something wholesome? I do want something wholesome, please. Okay,
1: I'm going to give you something wholesome. We are in hmm? for this local ad. Yeah. Abilene, Texas. Oh,
0: cool. And it's wholesome? It's wholesome. A kick-so kick it, a team chip taekwondo centers.
1: Raise your self-esteem. Be a part of a team. Empower yourself with confidence. Leadership, self-defense. Take it all the way. Life is a kick-so kick it. A team chip taekwondo centers. Oh, no. To
0: the Folks, you love a CGI dragon. Especially one that's so gangly. Yeah, he had really long legs. That's a sick dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that dragon was ill. Yeah, it didn't, it wasn't, they had a lot of girth to it. They
1: Well, you they gotta get, get the sick dragon for the kids. Yeah,
0: they, <laughs> they you can't, kids can't taekwondo a, a healthy dragon. <laughs> This was a this was a bunch of kids doing taekwondo defeating a CGI dragon and I'm here for it. One of them did like a Kamehameha. Yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. Zigzag. He went full dragon ball. <laughs> also, you love this like Americana view of like a bunch of white kids doing taekwondo. <laughs> you simply love it. And team Chip, uh, I assume Chip is the the person who oh, runs the gotta be right. I'm sure. I assume he calls it a dojo, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's not right.
1: Taekwondojo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He calls it a dojo, me. I do. Oh, Chip. And then he says you can learn self-discipline and also self-defense. That song
1: fucking is It was a really good song.
0: Uh, it was a really good song. Yeah. And just the kids defeating a dragon. I think my favorite part was when the dragon first landed on the soccer field that they were <laughs> on and then blew a big fireball. And the kids did it like a matrix. Yeah, music. they went like, whoa. Yeah. And they like fell backwards. Yeah, it was, it was really great. cool. It was very cool. I couldn't imagine. I think... Being a kid filming this, yeah, that would be the highlight of that your that would life.
1: be so exciting. You, you could be a never, star. you
0: could never recover. That was that would be the highlight of your life. Yeah, you would, it's just downhill from
1: there. It's never getting any better. <laughs> no, until sorry. You open your own dojo,
0: <laughs> Chip Junior, <laughs> little Chip, little Chip, aww. Yeah, if you have a local ad that features a CGI dragon, please send, to it, send it to us at creeps at gmail.com. We'd love to see oh, it. Oh, I want to collect them. Uh, you can also reach us where? On Twitter and Instagram at
1: adcreeps. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find us on coffee at uh, coffee.com slash
0: adcreeps. Yeah. Look, I need to pay Dr. Susie for all the porn that I bought off of her. And all uh. the porn I'm about to buy. <laughs> So, you need to pay us so we can pay our sex workers. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, until next time, we are signing off.
1: Mm,
0: but first, you weren't my spouse. That's a kiss from me to you. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs>